This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm alive! I'm alive! (laughs) Welcome everybody, Thursday for the Chris Salcedo Show. Feeling much better. For those of you on Facebook Live, by the way, we are uh, just coming on board on the the Blaze presence on Facebook. I, I've been out for the last couple of days. I got a cold. Well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you about it in a minute. I think it was just a cold. This one. This one walloped me. Let me get you the information. How to get in touch with the uh, Chris Salcedo Show? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That is uh, the telephone number to the Chris Salcedo Show and all the fine programming here at the Blaze Radio Network. Catching this show live, all the shows actually, on theblaze.com slash radio. Not one, but two smartphone apps that you can avail yourself of. The Blaze Radio smartphone app, which is completely revamped, completely redone. So if you haven't seen it lately or thought about downloading, you might as well download it now. Also, the iHeart Radio app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. All of those services are available for you for on-demand listening for the show and other shows here on the Blaze Radio Network. Make sure you check us out. Social media, we have a presence there as well. On Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. Also, we have a presence at least once a week here on the Blaze page on Facebook. Speaking of the Blaze page, there's theblaze.com, which we mentioned on the radio side, but there's also a channel section I want you to check out where you can find The Chris Salcedo Show. You just go to... Uh, theblaze.com and then find the channel tab and then click on that and then find the Chris Salcedo show and boom, you've got us. And uh, let's see, I got everything except for ah, Twitter. Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. So make sure you find us in all of those areas. We're not keeping it a secret. By the way, all you folks on Facebook Live, you guys notice a little bit of a staging difference here and how we're doing Facebook Live. Hope you like it. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I've debated whether or not I was going to address this, but, I'll, but let me just put this to bed. Because A, I don't know anything. And and B, if I did, I couldn't say anything. <laughs> but I can tell you, honestly, I don't know a gosh blessed thing. Every single time we've been putting up Facebook Live for the last couple of weeks, there have been comments and it's not a secret to anybody about about tommy my pal Tam, uh, tommy and I, I just i i folks don't know anything don't know anything and even if i even if i could or, or i did i couldn't say anything so sorry hey hate this point you 
Now, what I can say something is about is what's going on over at over at Fox with a Bill O'Reilly. I and not that I have firsthand knowledge with what goes on over at Fox. I, I've I've been on over there. Uh, I've been treated great every single time I I showed up there. Now, granted, it was on Megyn Kelly's show, and none of the other shows have called. But Hope Springs Eternal. But uh, as far as what goes on with with, with Bill O'Reilly or Roger Ailes, I have secondhand information because I have friends who work there or worked there. So we'll get into that uh, probably uh, after we get into the break here. And we'll, uh, it's big news. For, love him or hate him, for better or for worse, Bill O'Reilly changed television. Bill O'Reilly, 21 years, riding high, right there at the tippy top. It's just not done. It's just not done. The O'Reilly factor changed television. Again, for better or for worse, I think it on on balance, it's for the better. He was the face of Fox News. And then what is the future of Fox News? I have a couple of ideas about that as well. And, and concerns, to be quite frank. It may be, folks, the Blaze Television and the Blaze Radio may be, after a short time, the only place where conservatives and Republicans aren't treated as pariahs. I mean... You all know about the rest of the basket of biased press. You guys know it's it's very hard for a Republican or a conservative to get a fair shake on the vast majority of the basket of biased press, the what I call the Brian Williams press. And I have some serious concerns that Fox News is is because of what's going on at the top over there. That Fox News will be relegated to just another one of these left wing outlets with left-wing bias right there on their sleeves. It's a concern I have, and I'll explain all of that probably in the second break. I wanted to start off today talking about the Democrats' policies and how they are demonstrated failures. Now, you, you have the last eight years of resident Obama to, to basically inform you on how just catastrophic the Democrat policies have been. They're Weak on foreign policy, weak on national security, weak on fiscal matters, and weak doesn't even bother doesn't even cover the whole the whole gamut. It's just it's all of those issues governed by emotion and by cronyism, not by what's best for the country or not what would reach a successful outcome. Successful for everybody, not just Democrats, not just liberal extremists, not just cronies. But it's not only in our own backyard where the Democrats' policies are demonstrated failures. Let me take you uh, to the UK Guardian, which is a left-wing publication. I have to warn you all. And I am reading from uh, a story that has not gotten a lot of press. And there's a good reason why. Because those at NBC, those at ABC, those at CBS, those at CNN, they know and understand that the policies of the individual's that the vast majority of people who populate those so-called news organizations, the policies they support are demonstrated failures here, where I'm about ready to tell you. And that's the reason why they won't cover it. They're, they are desperately afraid that you're going to connect the dots, and we'll connect the dots for you. Let me just read a couple of stanzas. Again, left-wing publication, but they couldn't hide it. You know, you guys want to see the definition of a real... Mega March. It's not this left wing astroturf that you've been seeing throughout 
you know, cities demanding Donald Trump's tax returns or that. No, 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 that those aren't mega marches. All of these pro illegal alien uh, marches you're seeing through many of the streets in in the United States, those aren't mega marches. What you saw on the streets of Venezuela, in the capital of Caracas, those are mega marches. That's a population of people who are so destitute and so poor, courtesy of Democrat policies. They can't feed their families. They can't keep, they can't keep their kids from dying from infection because there's no medicine. They can't keep basics like milk and bread on the, on the shelves because socialism everywhere it's tried fails. So long as your, your bar is prosperity, liberty, and freedom. Now, it's a look, socialism is a wild success for Senor Maduro, who is the leftist who took over uh, for the dictator, Cesar, uh, or not Cesar Chavez, might as well be Cesar Chavez, Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez. At least three people have been killed and dozens injured in Venezuela as street battles erupted alongside a mass anti-government demonstration that opposition built as the mother of all marches. And it was. And it was. Now, notice they, they classify all of these people as anti-government. Well, they're, they're anti-socialists who have taken over that government. The Maduro government doesn't even adhere to their constitution. Sound familiar? I, <laughs> we have a political party here in the United States of America dedicated now, dedicated now in the wake of resident Obama to violating the constitution as a matter of course. If they win, if the Democrats win, folks, this is what will happen to the United States of America. Venezuela is home of the largest proven oil reserve. It is, they, they should be overflowing with prosperity. And at one time, before socialism took root, they were. Not anymore. Hillary Clinton's ideology won out. Bernie Sanders' ideology won out. Barack Obama's ideology won out on full display. You're not going to see it on CNN. You're not going to see it on ABC, NBC, and CBS, the basket of biased press. I'm going to tell you about it, and you go out and find it yourself. Even the liberal UK Guardian. Well, they see, liberals have already won over in the UK. So they don't mind telling you the truth now. The liberals haven't been able to snow you enough over here in the United States of America. And as a matter of fact, the election of, of Donald Trump, they have a major setback despite the left-wing press and their bias. But at any rate, 17-year-old boy was fatally shot in the head in a neighborhood of Caracas, while several hours later a woman was killed in gunfire during a rally in the uh, Andean state of Tachira near the Colombian border. The entire country is suffering under the yoke of the equivalent of the Democrat Party. This is why the Democrat Party in its current state should never win another election. This is why the Democrat Party, all of its energy is with these leftists who sing the praises of the self-avowed socialist Bernie Sanders. This is where they lead. Nowhere good. And this is why they need to be defeated. There is, I'm going to play a soundbite for you, and I can't even believe I'm going to, I'm going to play this. 
the current state of the Democrat Party, the libs are waking up. And the racist, uh, Jew-hating congressman by the name of Keith Ellison, he jumps on, I don't even remember the hell he was, he's talking about who is to blame for the current state of the Democrat Party, which, by the way, folks, Democrat Party is, is in the wilderness. They're not even a national party anymore. Thank God. But listen to Keith Ellison. Who he, Now, remember, it was the Russians. Uh, it was uh, uh, fake news. All, these, all of these issues, they were blaming everybody except for Hillary Clinton. Everybody except for their own policies, which were backward and anti-American by definition. Now listen to who Keith Ellison is blaming. Barack Obama could have been a better party leader. And I think that the fact that he um, wasn't uh, has put his legacy in jeopardy. We lost a lot of state house seats, governorships, secretaries of states. His true legacy is in danger. And I think that he can't say that it wasn't, he wasn't part of those losses. I mean, who else? Now, the racist Jew-hating congressman is on to something. He just hasn't gone a step further as to define. It wasn't just Barack Obama. I mean, Barack Obama, as a person, charismatically, nice guy. Like to sit down and have a beer with Barack Obama. Uh, back in his early days, Barack Obama, big druggie. A lot, of, a lot of liberals out there would love to do drugs with Barack Obama. But, uh, hey, he wrote about it in his memoir. Don't, don't bash me for it. But Keith Ellison needs to stumble on to why Barack Obama did this to the Democrat Party and how. We'll get into that on the other side of the break and we'll address the O'Reilly factor. Coming up, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Reminding America that limited constitutional government is cool. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Salcedo. Yeah, uh, Eli Lake, too, folks, it was on uh, Fox News Channel and talking about the future of the Democrat Party. And uh, here, here's what Eli had to say about uh, where the Democrat Party is and its future. If the Democratic Party becomes the party of safe spaces and political correctness, then it's going to be very difficult for them to have a mainstream national message. They don't have one. Their, their mainstream national message now is we shout down conservatives and prevent free speech. Ann Coulter was banned from Berkeley. You know what? While I'm, while I'm thinking about Berkeley, Berkeley needs to be defunded tomorrow. No, none of my taxpayer money pays should be going to intolerance. And if you are intolerant of differing points of view, you don't deserve taxpayer money. Period. End of sentence. Period. End of sentence. 
Conservatism is not racism as much as the left wing would like to make it so. It is not. So um, I'm with Eli Lake, uh, but this is where the Democrat Party is going to. This is where all the energy of the Democrat Party is. It's with these leftists. It's with these Marxists who are on college campuses. Um, uh, Antifa, which is short for anti-fascist, they're just they, they themselves are liberal fascists. And they and they silence their political opposition with the allegation that, oh, it's just so hateful. So that means I get to try. You know what? Popular speech needs no protection. Unpopular speech does. Remember, remember the very American axioms that Antifa, which, by the way, is an import from the UK. Uh, remember the axiom. I may not agree with what you say, but I will fight to the death. For your right to say it. And that goes for libs too. I don't want to silence libs. Hell, I have a lot of fun debunking them. Showing where their policies go, i.e. Venezuela. I love it. I thrive on it. They don't want to debate us anymore because they can't win on the merits. And in a weird sense, there's this dynamic that I think Trump creates, which is that it infuriates the base of the Democratic Party. That becomes in some ways the message. And you hear things that are not going to resonate with most Americans. So it's kind of this weird double effect. But at the same time, if Trump wants to be a successful president, he absolutely needs to find a way to work with Democrats, too, because he's going to have problems with his own conservative base. Well, and also the Democrats, Dianne Feinstein found this out. Many of the Democrats are not even ideologically in the same universe as many of these Antifa left-wing extremists on college campuses. And many of the Democrats, they want to save the country. See, there's the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders folks who want to burn down the country and sell out to these crazies just so they can live high on the hog and have a great life. Hell, Bernie Sanders is, what, mid-70s? Elizabeth Warren, some people just like to watch the world burn. Uh, but there are some other Democrats who are going, man, what have we done? What have we, We've created this entire generation of individuals who believe they have a right to go around not being offended. It's craziness. Absolute craziness. Now, uh, this hot off the press, Sarah Gonzalez here at The Blaze, writes the following. Fox News is reportedly paying released longtime host they're not saying fired uh released longtime host bill o'reilly tens of millions of dollars several close sources told cnn money it's a staggering amount one source said according to cnn another source gave the specific amount of the alleged payout an astonishing 25 million bucks now look the guy just resigned months ago and as we said bill o'reilly going out the top of his game he's he's the, the most the highest rated cable news program and the the way this all went down it was a, a hit piece in the New York Times that drudged up a lot of uh, of old lawsuits I mean Bill O'Reilly's been on the air 21 years at Fox and in that through that course of that time there have been some lawsuits that have been settled I think it was what 13 million 15 million bucks somewhere in there it's being rumored that O'Reilly himself, by himself, brings $100 million into the news channel every year. $100 million. So you can see why 
uh, these the money was paid and the non-disclosure agreements were signed because Bill O'Reilly was a juggernaut. And maybe maybe some of these things happened uh, earlier on in his career and maybe as he got older and wiser, maybe uh, they, they tapered off. I have no idea. What I can tell you is uh, there are some folks that I, I know personally who, who had some dealings with Roger Ailes and the rumor mill around Fox was was all about what was going on with Mr. O'Reilly. I don't know if any of it is, I don't know if any of it's true, but what really did O'Reilly in was, I think it was something like 30 sponsors saying, bye-bye, and when the money left, so too did Bill O'Reilly. Back in a minute, folks. We'll talk more about this. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, some breaking news to get to, folks. By the way, in case you're missing the flip around, don't worry. We're going to get to that top of the second hour because of Facebook Live. We decided it uh, we on Facebook Live days we weren't going to lead off with a flip around uh, because uh, we wanted to be courteous. Didn't, didn't want the the Facebook audience to, to say, well, 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 what, what, what are the what, well, you know what's going on on TV? I can hear the voices, I can't see the TV. So we wanted to to basically change that around only on Facebook Live days. Uh, breaking news right now in France, Champs-Élysées is where this is all going down. A police officer has been shot and killed. I'm looking at, well, Fox, CNN, MSNBS, and none of them are talking about possible terror, terror ties to this, which probably indicates there are possible terror ties to this. <laughs> it is, I think it was Sebastian Gorka, couple of weeks ago was just lamenting every it's it's kind of a joke every single time the reportage avoids with a passion the fact that it could be radicalized islamic fundamentalist terrorism responsible you pretty much are guaranteed that it was radicalized islamic fundamentalist terrorism if it does end up to be uh, end up being a jihadi marine le pen who is running for the presidency over there is going to have a field day with this it would bolster uh, she she is what passes for a conservative over in france and that is going to bolster her, what many view as common sense immigration policies, not opening up your door to every refugee from the Middle East without vetting them. And not insisting on assimilation to becoming French. So that's uh, that's one bit of breaking news. Also, courtesy of, who's putting this out? The Daily Caller. Looks like uh, one of Bill O'Reilly's accusers has come out. On the view, I don't remember this lady, Pergita, Pergita Burgess, but apparently she worked at the news channel and she was flanked by her attorney, Lisa Bloom, and Whoopi Goldberg uh, wanted some information. Um, I was working at Fox temporarily and um, I was working with a colleague of Mr. O'Reilly's and um, when I worked there, you know, everything was fine. Um, Within like the first week and a half of me working there, he walked, he always walked past my desk um, and he made like a grunting noise, which, you know, I, 
<clears throat> oh, like that. Yes. Oh. And oh, when, fa fascinating. A grunting noise, you say. He made the noise. I just, you know, I thought maybe he had a muscle spasm. Right. Um, <laughs> acid reflux. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but as time went on, I noticed every time he walked past my desk, if no one was around, mm -hmm. he would make that noise. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm, mm. He wasn't speaking to me. It wasn't like he was saying hi. Everyone else said hi to me where I sat. Um, so, you know, I just took it as, you know, it was, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the woman who alleged that Bill O'Reilly had referred to her as hot chocolate. Now, she is a black woman. My question about about this, and everybody's incensed about this revelation. Of course, of course, it's 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 one it's an allegation. Nothing's been proven. But when Democrat Ray Nagin called New Orleans a chocolate city, uh, liberals didn't get upset about that. Uh, liberals said, "Of course, it's gonna of course it's gonna be a it's gonna be a chocolate city." That's okay when a liberal extremist uses that term. But uh, if uh, Bill O'Reilly says hot chocolate. Well, that's uh, that's something else altogether different. Uh, there is, of course, a move by Fox's competition to capitalize on what's going on. Uh, this happened yesterday. So even during those early years, you know, when you were on O'Reilly's show with her, even though it didn't happen to you, you got you got a vibe, you got a feeling from him. You could there it, it, there were moments that were uncomfortable. I mean, and this is this is what's 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 stunning is now you know we're hearing. Margaret saying this, others are saying this, that there are so many people who experience this, and yet the company did absolutely nothing. That's CNN, of course, looking to capitalize on uh, the exodus of Bill O'Reilly out of Fox News. Uh, th this was big news over at CNN uh, yesterday uh, because it's A, it's their competition. B, uh, they, they view very much O'Reilly as a... Uh, very friendly to the president, and of course, whenever they can take some shots at the competition and actually take shots at uh, somebody like O'Reilly, they will do that. And whether it's deserved or not, let's talk more about this. Liz Wolf is the chief editor for Young Voices. It's a nonprofit organization based out of D.C., works with millennial political commentators. Her writing has been published in the Houston Chronicle, Reason, The Daily Beast, USA Today, and The Washington Examiner. Liz, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure is all mine. Let's let's talk about from a, a millennial perspective. I mean, I would imagine all of your life, Bill O'Reilly has <laughs> been part of the national discussion, part of the the landscape, if you will, in politics and in and in news and in, in the Fox News Channel. Certainly, uh, what do you think about all this? Absolutely, I think it's it's pretty crazy. It's very unexpected. Um, but I think Fox News certainly needs to be changing their approach a little bit if they really want to reach people in my generation. So I'm hopeful that they'll be taking uh, a better approach uh, in the future. But it's definitely, it's a, it's a really interesting development. It's going to be strange to have Fox News without Bill O'Reilly, right? No, no kidding. And, and, well, you know, a lot of folks observe that there is a power struggle even at the top between the more conservative father, uh, Rupert Murdoch, and his two Democrat donating sons, uh, mm -hmm. and, and that, that Fox News may be destined to become just another left-wing biased outlet. What is your take on that? Well, I'm really hopeful that doesn't happen. I think there's sort of a, a void of truly limited government advancing media out there. And I'm really hopeful that we'll see higher quality um, 
conservative-oriented media that really reaches people. So currently, I don't think Fox is necessarily that, necessarily true to those limited government values. But I'm really hopeful. I think that that, that needs to exist, right? As, as a female and as a mm-hmm. millennial, and, and in your generation, I think, is very sensitive to this a lot more than, say, my generation, Generation X, or the previous generation, about about how women are treated in the marketplace. I, I have uh, connections to Fox News Channel uh, and stories that come out that, that while uh, Roger Ailes, he was also let go from Fox News because of very similar circumstances, um, that he was the boss there and many uh, talented women who were going in to meet with him would comment that they had to wear their short skirts or they had to wear their, their uh, beautiful attire to, basically, what I'm saying is here they played the game, knowing that it would find favor with somebody uh, with Roger Ailes, shall we say, uh, predisposition. Uh, what is your take as a millennial seeing this type of structure, maybe going by the wayside now, where you know you had very powerful men in charge and and uh, batting the eyelashes, if you will, was a way to advance? Well, I mean, it's tough. It's it's not fully cut and dry, right? Um, I think it's it's better that we're moving in a direction where that sort of um, those sort of tactics to get ahead aren't necessarily needed. Um, but I think it's also it's challenging, right? Because you're it's it's reasonable to use whatever aspects of your personality you can to get ahead. Um, and part of networking is sort of those social skills. Part of getting ahead involves just having a certain charisma. Yet at the same time, I think it's really inappropriate that somebody at such a senior level would be having those sorts of would be having that reputation uh, where women at his organization feel like they need to impress him in that way by wearing short skirts as opposed to simply by being hilarious and witty and intelligent, which I think is sort of the better direction to, to take that in. Liz Wolf, our guest right now, editor-in-chief for Young Voices. So the future of Fox is definitely up in the air right now with their biggest ratings getter. And really the face of Fox has been Bill O'Reilly for all these years. He, he is gone. He wrote a piece recently in the Washington Examiner that that took on Fox and the commentators on Fox head on because they seem to have a problem with what uh, with what uh, a guy named Lamar uh, I, I don't know who this guy is he's a, is, is he a rap <laughs> artist uh, basically calling out uh, the cops in in uh, in a BET award uh, uh, ceremony describe what what he did and then the problems you had with Fox's reaction. Yeah, of course. So here's my approach, Chris, in general. I'm a limited government libertarian. I'm really focused on messaging these ideas well because I think they matter so much. Our ideas that conservatives and libertarians share are absolutely winning. I think they're excellent. Um, But I also think that we're sometimes too dismissive of people that critique various aspects of the government because that's a value that I think we should return to, to a degree. So basically, the rapper Kendrick Lamar recently released a new album. Um, And on that album, he samples a Fox News segment where the panelists are critiquing a past performance of the song All Right. This song is about police brutality very overtly, um, and it's about the racial tensions that Kendrick Lamar and friends of his have felt living as black men in America. Um, Of course, a lot of the times when you begin to talk about police brutality or racial tensions, especially people on the right, instantly have these associations with social justice warriors, which I don't think is necessarily, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But I think it's important to think about it with a little bit more of a distance and think, okay, if it, it's a little foolish of Fox to scoff at Kendrick's use of free speech 
to critique corrupt government institutions. They're not necessarily all corrupt. I'm not saying that all police departments are bad in any way whatsoever, but I'm saying that it's, it's worthwhile to constantly critique any government institution. And the fact that he has a vocal way of doing so should be encouraged a little bit or at well, least looked closer at. Yeah, as a conservative, I would say that if, if, he was, if his agenda was truly to be critical of oppressive and overreaching government, I don't think the cops would be my first stop. I think the, the, my first stop would be the EPA. My first stop <laughs> would be the corrupt IRS. Uh, oh, my there are gosh, plenty, me too. There are, yeah, well, there are plenty of other examples. So uh, what, what I guess we conservatives have a problem with is that guys like Mr. Uh, Mr. Lamar here want to paint all cops and all police departments with this police brutality label when, when the statistics uh, basically demonstrate that there are a few bad apples here and there, and those bad apples need to be addressed, but painting the entire system of, of policing as being, uh, as being corrupt I don't think is actually uh, valid. It, statistically, it's not backed. So I think I take a more moderate approach on this because I actually, um, I used to, back a while ago, Internet Reason Foundation, who does excellent criminal justice work, and something that I really focused on there was this civil asset forfeiture issue and how a lot of police departments are basically able to seize the private property of citizens with very minimal transparency and oversight. And so when I think about the corruption in police departments, I don't necessarily only think about, um, you know, police shootings per se. I think about sort of lots and lots of activities um, that they sometimes, not always, uh, do that oftentimes don't have very much oversight. So I, I think it's, it's difficult because people tend to paint this with very broad strokes. And I think a more moderate approach might be smart until there's a little bit more statistical evidence on this. Liz Wolf, everybody. She's the editor-in-chief for Young Voices. Uh, another millennial, which, we, which, by the way, might I say, your generation, the largest generation now in America, fascinates me as a Generation Xer. So we're going to have you on, lady. I appreciate uh, the time here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Absolutely. All right, folks. Be right back. 888-933-93. 888-900-3393. It's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So it was just in the day at the White House yesterday. The press briefing was going on. Well, I shouldn't say it was just another day that the Super Bowl champion, champion New England Patriots were on site to be honored by the President of the United States. And well, there's an opportunity. Can I just... Uh, I think I got this, but thank you. Uh, maybe. All right, thanks, man. I'll see you in a minute. That was uh, tight end the Gronk, Gronkowski from the New England Patriots. And he pokes his head into the, into the White House press brief, right in the middle of the press briefing. And Sean Spicer is, by the way, who I've come to find out is a, a huge New England Patriots fan. So he's given the briefing. He's answering a question, you know, hostile press as, as it normally is. And then here comes Gronk. Uh, tight end extraordinaire for the, 
for the New England Patriots, pokes his head in and says, hey, man, can I help you out? <laughs> now, I who was this earlier today? I think it was um, Ed Henry at Fox was saying, you know, he missed a golden opportunity. He should have let Gronk get up there and, take, and field a few questions from the press. What do you think about North Korea? Nuke them! <laughs> that would have been that would have been great. Anyway, uh, so Sean Spicer is is, is all of a sudden he just has one of his sports heroes poke his head in, and of course the press corps. It's one of the lighter moments yesterday. The press corps is is laughing. Uh, hold on. <laughs> all right, that was cool. <laughs> um, Real quick, how do you follow that? Um, I know, no, 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 no kidding. How do you follow that? That that was cool. That was that was one of the moments. You know, sometimes we forget these politicos and those we put up in front of in front of the press every single day are actually human beings. And so you could see that he was, you know, just like any one of us who sit in awe of what our professional athletes do on the field at being a Patriots fan, and he was a little taken back. All of a sudden, Gronkowski pokes his head around. Hey, you cool? You need some help? He goes, that was cool. So one of, one of the few perks of being White House press secretary, because you are bombarded 24-7 with uh, negativity about you. Well, unless you're a Democrat, then you, get, uh, then you get thank you letters and love letters from the basket of biased press telling you how wonderful. I mean, I bet, I bet you the easiest job in the world was being resident Obama's press secretary you only got a a tough question from one news agency the rest of them were just all too willing to stick their heads up your rear end every day uh hour two of the chris salcedo show did i just say that coming up we'll do the flip around top of next hour you're listening to the chris salcedo show part of generation blaze on the blaze radio network